Joining me now to talk about the Steeler game whenever the heck they're going to play it. He is the constructor and conductor at DKPittsburghSports.com. It's Serbian reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Dayon, if anybody in the media is likely to feel the Steelers got screwed, I think it's you. Do you feel that way? And if they did, how'd they get screwed? <laughs> Why would you think it's me? Back up there a second. Well, you're the one who wanted Tennessee to forfeit. Do you want Baltimore to forfeit as well? Oh, no, no. This this is, you know, I think that what ended up happening back then with Tennessee has only borne fruit now, and that is that the NFL set a lousy precedent with the Titans, and I'm pretty confident you and I agreed on that at the time. They set a very bad precedent. What, they, what they've ended up doing here is reaping it. There's nothing else to it. They said, all right, well, look, we, we bent over backward to accommodate the Titans, we're going to bend over backward to accommodate uh, the, the Ravens. I don't think the Steelers have anything to do with this, uh, and I don't think the Steelers had anything to do with that. It's just oh, a matter of the league. I don't think the Steelers got screwed either. I think it's an inconvenience yeah. to move the game from Thursday to Sunday, but uh, I, I think it would be a non-story if the players weren't exacerbating it, like Ebron and Juju and Claypool bitching about it on Twitter. Oh, I'm sure they're all doing it. I don't I don't you know, the guy who was the most vocal about the last one was Ben. So I, just because Ben's not on Twitter doesn't mean Ben's not part of that, too. Um, you know, they feel like they've done a lot of things right. You know, they feel like they've been, um, you know, good from this coronavirus perspective. And it's it's told to them by the league, by their head coach, by everybody around them, that this is part of the battle. This is the battle of attrition. You know, that if you're good... Uh, you know, so to speak, you're going to be you're going to be rewarded for this. And then, when a team like the Ravens or before them, the Titans, allows, and that is the operative term here, allows something to blossom from one player to two players to an outbreak. I don't know that, that anybody means you're doing something that. wrong. I don't know what. No, no, no. It's, it's you're just not good at it. You're not good at it. Yeah, but it's, it's a virus. I mean, it's 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 a pretty tough thing to draw a bead on. But I'm glad that you don't think the Steelers got screwed per se it certainly doesn't doesn't help the ravens uh if anybody got screwed it's nbc because they lose their prime time game but now it's going to be 115 sunday on nbc and dejan i can't remember any time in nfl history when there's been three games on at the same time in the national football league because it's always cbs and fox on sunday but now nbc gets uh Gets, I guess you'd call it a bone, or maybe they're just keeping what's theirs. Well, they are, but remember that the game that's on NBC won't be in any way, shape, or form regionalized. All the other games that are on CBS and Fox will be broken down by regions. Now, there's always one dominant game out of those, but they also get broken down. This is the game that people will be watching, um, you know, right up until maybe it turns out to be ugly or whatever, but um, you know, NBC was the one that was going to get hosed on this, and you could argue that they still are because whatever rating that they get Sunday afternoon won't come anywhere close to what they would have right, gotten Right, but, but this is something, and, and you're right, the other networks being regionalized will benefit NBC. Now, looking at the actual game, the Ravens seem <laughs> crippled, and they lost three out of four. How can Baltimore even keep this game tight? Well, they always do. That's I mean, you hate I, I hate to lean back. Yeah, on but this is like an extreme that. circumstance for Baltimore. It, it it's an extreme circumstance in both directions, though. It's you know they're missing a lot of guys, 
But at the same time, their season is complete toast if they lose this game. And the oh, I don't know. I don't do know. Their schedule's left. so bad after this that I could see them losing this game than winning out. Well, you know, you could. I I don't. I mean, yeah, I I've watched this team over the past you know few weeks since they played the Steelers and obviously played them really tight. Uh, and and they're not the same. They keep losing parts. They keep losing members of their offensive line. Uh, that was always going to be something that kept them from going fourteen and two again when they lost Marshall Yanda. But then on top of that, they lose their starting left tackle for the year in the game against the Steelers, and it just kept going downhill from there. Uh, this isn't just about uh, the virus hitting them this week. They've had any number of injuries uh, since then, and they're just not the same. Mark, the Steelers were the team last year, last year, who figured them out, who figured out a way to stop Lamar Jackson. That's when Mike Vrabel took that into the playoffs and beat them, and that's when Vrabel beat them again last week uh, using the same defensive tactic that's the reason more than anything else not some stupid thing about standing on a logo in the middle of the field that has john harbaugh so rattled oh no but john harbaugh knows he's just trying to say don't look over here look look over there now he knows yeah uh, if the steelers win this game does the undefeated hype start on a national basis do we start comparing them to the 72 dolphins because they'll not only be 11 and 0 They'll be staring at a game with Washington in an almost certain 12-0. and 0. Uh, My first thought about the national stuff is that I really don't care. and I'm somewhat confident that the Steelers don't care either. Um, it, it really doesn't matter. And not that it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Uh, that said, the reason I believe that the Steelers haven't been you know, painted as some sort of powerhouse or whatever, Mark, it's the same reason that we're having – the same conversations here in Pittsburgh about them, the same reason their own head coach is repeatedly referring to them as imperfect. You know, the same reason. Oh, no, they don't look the, the part. They do the, not look a 10-0 right. juggernaut. It's the same reason that Ben's been in a lousy mood all day, all week, and was immediately after the Jacksonville game. In his own words, we need to be scoring more points. We need to be doing things better on offense. If you're looking at the Steelers from the standpoint of just having that goose egg at the end, then you're not even thinking about it the way they are. They're trying to measure themselves internally, and I've heard this against the Chiefs, against the you know the, the teams that are known to be the best ones in the league, because this team, this 10-0 and team, should be thinking of nothing less than a Super Bowl. There's no reason for them not to be contending and competing for the Super Bowl. Anything less than that's going to be a disappointment now. We're talking today, Jean Kovacevic. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill, American Eatery, and Bar. Speaking of Ben, is there any way he gets NFL MVP? Because I put forth the notion that if they go undefeated, he has to get it. I would agree with that. If they go undefeated, he has to get it. Um, and I'm not sure why people. And West Kansas City goes 15 and one. Then I bet they give it to Mahomes anyway. Way. Yeah, I mean, I, I still they're 16 and 0 and they're 15 and one. Um, you know, the NFL's MVP award is is weird. It, it's not what it is in other sports. It's quarterback of the year. Okay, and it's been that for a long time. You know, when someone like Aaron Donald could dominate his position and and defense in general the way he has, and not and not be MVP, that tells you an awful lot. It's just quarterback of the year. So as I look around football and I ask myself who's having this kind of year, who's in the discussion, 
Are you talking about Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, obviously? Uh, you know, Ben is going to end up having a better year than any of those guys if the Steelers do win out. Separate issue, I don't know that they're going to win out. That's, that's, I'm sorry. Oh, Let's no, I, I think they're so, far from so a lock, much. but I look at the schedule yeah. and I think it's possible. It's possible, but, you know, you do have Buffalo on there. I don't think people realize how improved Indianapolis has become over the course of the season, especially that defense and those linebackers that they have are some of the very best in football. Um, you know, a- anything can happen in those games. Um, you know, the rest of them, yeah, obviously, Washington, Cincinnati, Cleveland, you're going to expect those to be Ws. Uh, but it's 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 still it's not something you'd bet the house on. Um, Ben's obviously the Steelers MVP. A little earlier, I I did a top 10 list, most valuable Steelers. Who in your Mm -hmm. mind is number two behind Ben? It's TJ Watt. I mean, I'm giving you the easy answer, but it's the correct one. Uh, He is a player that other, other teams do not have an answer for. And for me, that's always, uh, an enormous variable because it affects your preparation. It affects your focus on the field. Uh, TJ allows these other defenders, particularly up front, to become greater impact players than they are because there is no answer for him. Stefan Tuitt doesn't have seven sacks without TJ. You know, Bud Dupree, Cam Hayward. And that also applies, by the way, to Minka Fitzpatrick, who would show up in some people's well, dialogue. Well, let, let me cut you there. off, because I have TJ at third behind Minka. And my oh, reasoning no. is, since Devin no. Bush got hurt, well, listen, listen, it's it's the me show, not the you show. Maybe someday, though. Um, Minka <laughs> has made up for the loss of Devin Bush. It hasn't been Robert Spillane. He's just kind of played generic linebacker and done fine at it, but Minka's speed has filled that middle. He's made up for Devin Bush not being there, and he's making even more plays. Minka's been really, really, really good. And anybody who has the football come in their way and makes that many plays on it is doing something right. Remember how we used to say about Ed Reed when he was in Baltimore? Like, how do you get those interceptions? He's just so lucky. He's just standing there, and the ball's just floating toward him. There's, that's not an accident, you know? You know, in soccer, the great players have the ball follow them. Same thing in hockey. Uh, the puck follows you. That's just how it goes. Uh, he's been tremendous. I am not knocking him in any capacity, including with my derisive no. Oh, you hate him. him. You up. hate him. <laughs> but, but you can find a way as an offensive coordinator, as an offense, to avoid Minka if you want to. Most offenses do try to do that. You can't duck TJ. You have no answer for I, him. I, I don't know. I see you your reasoning, but I think it's really tough to avoid Minka now that his role's really been opened up in Bush's absence. Yeah, and I, I'll say this, too. It's just out of obligation on this particular week. Terrell Edmonds has had a very, very good season. I'm just throwing that in there. I'm not saying he's part of this This. this I would say solid, but then again, solid's what he's asked to be. Yeah. he's Well, yeah, and he was a little bit more than that against Jacksonville, but he's, I mean, he's got some peripheral numbers that are that are through the charts right now. It's just a great defense, Mark. I mean, it's, it's a shame that you ever have to split up talking about any of them. You know what I mean? It really is. This this is crossed into being a great defense. Now, when you take one guy out, it it you know it can change things. They've but had they to took make Bush on. It really hasn't yet changed things. No, it hasn't. But it sure did when Tyson Alualu was out. You know what I mean? 
they're they all work really really well together. That's my point. It's it's a it's a it's a just a superb unit. Now, uh, I also gave credit to the coaches earlier too, because there's no part of the Steelers except maybe the running game that isn't performing up to its potential, and that has to reflect back on coaching. And one guy I particularly gave credit to was Sean Sarrett, the offensive line coach, because. You know, when Munchak left, we you would have thought the Pope of the offensive line for now and evermore hit the bricks and they'd never block again. But this year, that offensive line is held together pretty good, and uh, I give Sarah uh, his share of credit. Yeah, they've held together in, in pass protection. They obviously still aren't run blocking the way you want to, um, and, and they didn't, I don't think, in Jacksonville. Uh, so I'm not ready to give them some great A grade. Um, in Jacksonville, uh James Conner had. Oh no, but I'm ready to say they're playing as well as they can because I'll be blunt about that O line. I think next year that line might be in trouble. I think some of those older guys are running on fumes. They can't pull anymore. But but they're but they're hanging in there now. And and Ben now, Savvy and helps and that a lot they're too. Hanging in there and they're 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 keeping Ben clean. I mean, three consecutive games. I think Ben's keeping himself clean to a large degree. But yeah, right. But they're also but but they're they're absolutely a part of that. Um, and, you know, as is as is everything else that's going around him. His receivers running sharp routes, so he can move the ball quickly and everything. Um, I'll, if if I have to pick a coach who, for me, has risen uh, above and beyond, it's been Keith Butler. Uh, I never saw him making adjustments the way he has this year. Uh, I, I don't know that I'd seen that trade from him. He would enter a game with a dad gummit plan and he was going to stick with it, you know, and, and this year uh, we've seen him, uh, the other team, even Jacksonville the other day, you know, had a pretty decent opening drive, you know, went down the field, but immediately you see an adjustment immediately. You see something that's done. It's not just about staying stubborn. Uh, I think he's been great and way more important than what I think the defensive players swear by him. Uh, so he, he's been the guy I had doubts about him over the years. And, and, and I, I don't this year. Now, what about uh, the receiving core? Is Deontay Johnson becoming the number one receiver? And uh, if so, why so? Well, the easy definition of that is who's getting the targets. And when you get thrown to 16 times in a single football game, you're the number one receiver. Uh, they, they're different, all of them. Um, I, I remain... Uh, antsy about the fact that James Washington doesn't get on the field more often because all you see from him every single time he's out there and every single time the ball comes his way is a play. Um, that's rare air for a number four receiver in the NFL. Uh, it's, it's, an, it's an incredibly deep group. That doesn't mean that it's one of the greatest groups in Steelers history or any of the other over-the-top over stuff that you hear. I don't know that any of these guys are going to end up in the Hall of Fame. But when you're talking about that kind of depth and that kind of versatility, any of them can go deep. Any of them can, can, can run short. Any of them can do a reverse. Uh, it's a pretty neat group uh, in that regard alone. Is Deontay the number one? Yeah, you count the targets. I mean, simple as that. Ben can say that Juju is the number one, but, you know, I, I think that's just uh, out of, you know, respect for the fact that he's the tenured guy here and he is the, the leader of that group, which sounds crazy considering how young he is. Now, uh, and finally, what would it take for the Steelers to be Kansas City? And if they played right now, how would you handicap that game? 
the number one factor in this, and I'm going to swing back to what I said about the Steelers being bugged about not scoring points and Ben not you know, putting up the points that he wanted to in Jacksonville, they have to score more than 30 points. I will trust the Steelers' defense to hold any team on the planet under under 30. But the Steelers are going to have to score more than 30. If you well, it's funny you mention that, Dejan. Forgive the interruption, but the great Peter King was on earlier. Uh-huh. And he said that game is going to be like 37-33 one way or the other. Uh, if, I don't know. I mean, the Chiefs have never faced a defense like this. I mean, the Steelers have never anybody. faced a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. No, they have not. No, they have not. But they have faced mobile quarterbacks, and they know what to do with. No, them. this is. I, I agree Sunday. with what everybody's saying. What Peter Lamar King said. To, this is different. This is different. This kid is. might be the best ever right now. But when you watch when you watch Kansas City the other night against against the Raiders, it was last touch was going to win that game. Neither team even came close to stopping the other. It was just an What was the score of that game again? Like 37-33, something like that? Something like that, yeah, it really was. Um, I mean, you look at the way Mahomes wins it with that pass to Travis Kelsey. Kelsey's surrounded by, like, nothing. It was the ultimate social distancing touchdown. There was just no defense being played. The Chiefs aren't good at it. The Steelers are, and I think that's a separator here. Well, Dejan, thank you for joining me. Happy Thanksgiving. What do the Serbs do on Thanksgiving? Invade a country, something like that? No, no, no. We we seize on every holiday that comes our way. What does that even mean? I don't even know. Happy Thanksgiving, Mark. And to you. That's Dejan Kovacevic. I'm Mark Madden. It's time to ask Mark anything.